McDavid in on the breakaway. McDavid scores! Connor McDavid ends the game in overtime. The free saw fire, save Gibson, rebound, he scores! It takes him 17 seconds, and Kaprizov wins it for the Wild. Al Makar holding, shooting, and he scores! Oh, hail, hail! As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be Continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Hey, everybody, and welcome into another episode of Our Line Starts, fueled by Duncan, and I'm fueled today by Dominic Moore and Patrick Sharp. <laughs> Guys, playoff hockey's upon us. It's We're here. Can't wait. You you it. <laughs> yeah, can't wait. Spring hockey. Yeah, it's going to be fun, KT. It gets busy around here with the first and second round going on. We're trying to watch three or four games at a time. It's a great time of year. Can't wait to see how this all shakes up, especially with the way these playoffs um, are going to shake out. The team's only playing divisional opponents this year. I think it adds a little intrigue to the postseason. Yeah, we got some unusual matchups. Sorry, Katie, unusual matchups that we haven't seen in you know a number of years too that that are intriguing. We've never seen this Battle of Florida, for instance. So everyone's excited about that. We've got Boston. And Washington, who haven't played each other in almost a decade. So this is going to be awesome. And of course, with the playoffs means that we also have award season among us. And uh, there's so many awards we're going to talk about here on this episode, guys, about players that are worthy of these nominees and of course, nominations rather. And of course, we have to start with the heart because Connor McDavid, uh, clearly the front runner here, putting up historic numbers this season, 105 points in 56 games played. I mean, can you ever remember another player in history that has had a season quite as remarkable as Connor McDavid has had, Sharpie? Not really. I think back to one of those years that Ovechkin put together in like 2008 or nine, where he scored all kinds of points. He had 60 plus goals. He was had seven or eight hits a game. It seemed like he was flying around the ice and was clearly the best player on the best team in the regular season. But uh, that doesn't even compare to what we're watching right now with, with Connor McDavid. It's uh, to me a slam dunk that he's going to win this award. He deserves it. And I can't wait to see what he does. In an 82-game season when Edmonton you know, has some secondary scoring, they can play well defensively, then I want to see what his real numbers are going to look like because right <laughs> now it's, it's been fun to watch. It's insane. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, he's, he's gotten better and better every year in terms of his production. You know, he started at mostly a point a game, and now he's up to almost two points a game. Just insane. And for me, it's hard to, you know, put this in context because – you know, one way to do it is you think about some of the best players in the world. You think about, you know, guys in Tampa like Braden Point, who didn't even have 50 points this year, leading his team in points. And Connor McDavid has 105. Another way, you know, you, you, we, everyone has to be compared to Wayne Gretzky, unfortunately, uh, in, in the NHL. But, you know, one way to look at it, though, is if you look at McDavid in relation to the next guys in production this year, 
And maybe you take out Dreisaitl because he's obviously benefiting a lot from, from playing with McDavid. This actually compares to some of those incredible seasons that Gretzky had in the 80s and Mario Lemieux had, you know, in the 90s and early 2000s. This is right up there in terms of how incredible it is from McDavid. Yeah, I mean, if it's not McDavid, is that even a debate? No, it's definitely McDavid. <laughs> Who would be the second, I guess, his teammate, Leon Dreisaitl? Yeah, he would be in the running for sure. I look at Brad Marchand in the East. That was a pretty competitive division. He had a nice season and uh, didn't have quite the numbers that stack up to, mm-hmm. to Connor and Leon. But when you watch the Bruins play, it's tough not to notice what Marchand's doing out there, his competitiveness. Uh, when the Bruins really took their game to the next level, uh, the guy leading the charge was Marchand. So he would be a guy that I'd look to, but there's there's no debate on who my vote would go to. Dom, how about you? You've already, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I think it's a fair point. And we, you know, there's no way to debate this properly because we've had four separate leagues this year. So, you know, obviously McDavid's been at the very top and, and Dreisaitl's been there and Marchand's been there, you know, the last few years. So, it's hard to say how things would have played out uh, if we, you know, but that at least will be one of the intriguing things to watch in this playoffs. And we get to those conference finals, we can put all those debates to rest in terms of who the best teams are. All right, let's debate the Vezina then, because I think uh, most would agree that Andre Vasilevsky of the Tampa Bay Lightning is the favorite. But you look at seasons um, such as the one that Marc-Andre Fleury has had for the Vegas Golden Knights and Semyon Varlamov. Um, you know, who else is in this Vezina conversation? And do you guys agree that Vasilevsky is the front runner as of now? I mean, for me, Vasilevsky is the front runner just because I don't think there's a goalie that's as dominant as him. Uh, he's just his size and his athleticism. It's almost unfair when you watch, uh, these games, he can just steal a game and Tampa, to be honest, hasn't been playing their best hockey for, you know, long stretches of this season. And, and Vasilevsky just continues to make them, uh, you know, at the very top of the standings and he's been incredible. Varlamov is great. Uh, but I do think that the Islanders style of play and the Barry Trot systems, really help shelter their goalies. Um, you know, they, they put them in a position to succeed, which obviously that's, that's a good thing to do. Um, but for me, in terms of the dominance of a goalie, it's, it's hands down as Vasilevsky. Yeah, UC Soros in Nashville had a pretty good season also, KT. They're a team that was left for dead you know, halfway through the season, and all of a sudden he's the number one guy taking over for probably the best Nashville Predator player of all time in Pekka Rene. And that's not easy to do, but his play was really good. And the team responded. They get into that fourth spot in the central. So he would be another name that I would throw out there. Flurry was good all season for a great Vegas team, but I would agree with Dom that the front runner should probably be the big Russian cat, uh, Andre Vasilevsky. All right, let's move on to the Calder. And I guess it's probably similar to that of Connor McDavid and the heart. You've got to figure Kirill Kaprizov from the Minnesota Wild as the front runner here. Unbelievable numbers, 51 points in the 55 games played. Sharpie, what, what stood out to you the most about watching him play this season? Yeah, he didn't look like a rookie to me. And I know there's some uh, debate over this because he's played some professional seasons back home where he's from in Russia. But Uh, By definition of the award, he was the best uh, rookie in the National Hockey League. What stands out the most is his skating. Uh, He's got a really long reach to his stick, and he's got a hunger to score goals. It reminds me of watching, I don't want to even say the name because I'm not comparing the two players, but when Ovechkin came over as a rookie, Dom, you remember how 
hungry he was to score. He just had all kinds of energy, was shooting everything at the net and making plays in the offensive zone. I see that from Kaprizov. When they need a big goal in Minnesota, he's often the guy that, that gets it for him, and, and uh, he's very dangerous in the offensive zone. Ovi still seems pretty hungry. And uh, <laughs> uh, with Kaprizov, you know, you talk to guys in Minnesota and they talk about how strong he is on the puck. And, you know, he's not the biggest guy, but he's, you know, in terms of height, but he's really strong, you know, on his skates. And he's a lot thicker than, you know, you can't really tell in, in their equipment how big some of these guys are. And, and he's very strong. And it reminds me a little bit, again, not to compare different players, but he's like Marchand in terms of how, strong he is on the puck how he can turn on a dime and I think that's why he's had success in the NHL so quickly is you know you come over from that Olympic size rink a lot of guys thrive in that open space and there's lots of room to wrangle and dangle but it's in those corners where you make your money in the NHL and and Kaprizov is as good as anyone in those tight spaces and so it's no surprise I guess that he's had that success and he's a magnetic personality the guys love him there and it's, it's been great for the game. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Yeah, he certainly has helped that Minnesota team, which uh, I know, Sharpie, you've said in the past, Minnesota, perhaps a sleeper team for this postseason. Keep an eye on them. They are dangerous. Uh, okay, it's time for the cold brew check fueled by Duncan. And let's turn our attention to the Coach of the Year Award. Who wins the Jack Adams Award this year? Dom, how about you lead us off? Well, this is always a tough one because, it, you know, you can take it two ways. You can take it who's the President's Trophy winner, who's at the top of the standings. For me, I like to take it to, you know, a, a coach that has exceeded expectations. Um, maybe you looked at the lineup at the beginning of the year and you didn't expect much. And for me, that's the Florida Panthers. You look at, I looked at that lineup before the season started. There were a lot of names that I, you know, didn't even recognize. There are a lot of names or guys that have kind of bounced around and, you know, they're, they're all having career years, you know, guys like Carter Verhage came over from Tampa playing fourth line and he's one of the leading scorers in Florida, Frank Petrano. He knows how to put the puck in the net, but coach Q has found a way to, Mackenzie Weger, like there's the list goes on and on about, you know, all these guys exceeding expectations and the team as a whole has exceeded expectations. So for me, I think it's Sharpie's uh, old coach, uh, Quenville. His gets old boss. <laughs> yeah, it's tough not to vote for Coach Q year two with the Florida Panthers. And he's turned that team around quite a bit. They're organized. They're playing the way he wants them to play. That'll be a tough matchup here in the first round. Uh, other couple names that pop out, uh, Jared Bednar in, in Colorado. It wasn't too long ago that this team was the worst team in the National Hockey League, uh, all-time worst. When you look at some of the numbers that they put up, it was pretty ugly there. And, and just in a few short years, helped with some really game-changing type players in the roster. He's, he's put together a nice team there. Um, sometimes we penalize 
the coaches for for having players on their team that are so dynamic. McCarr, McKinnon, we can name them all. But uh, I, I want to vote for Rod Brindamore. That's who would get my vote. I think Carolina has impressed this season. A really strong team in the Central Division, and their their style of play kind of emulates the coach, and so to speak. He's a he's a very hard nosed coach. He's accountable. He's got all these guys playing in straight lines. They're good defensive structure team. And even the skill guys from the first line down to the fourth, it seems like they're all on the same page. And he's done a really nice job with the Hurricanes. So he'd be a name I'd, I'd look at as well. All right. That was the cold brew check fueled by Duncan this season. Be sure to grab a cold brew for game time because where there's hockey, there's Duncan. Let's shift to one of my favorite awards, guys, the Norris Trophy. Uh, of course, defensemen never get enough credit for what they do on the ice. And uh, I love this award because these guys are just so awesome at their jobs. I'm talking about the Victor Hedmans, the Roman Yossi, who won the award last season, Adam Fox, Cal McCarr. So throwing around some names here, who do you guys like to win the Best Defenseman of the Year award? Sharpie, how do you tee off this conversation? Because I know you guys disagree a bit here. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I look at some of those names you mentioned. Um, there's no Chris Letang. His name hasn't been mentioned. They look at the numbers. Uh, he's right there with the, all the leaders at the back end, seven goals, 38 assists, um, played almost the most as any defenseman too on a team that won the division. He would get some consideration. Victor Hedman, I think, is the best defenseman in the National Hockey League. It's been a while since I played against him, so it's tough for me to say that. I know statistically and, and maybe the eye test that some have will say that he didn't have necessarily a great season, but I, I feel like he would be a nominee as well. Uh, but to me, the best defenseman that I saw all season long was Kale McCarr. And that would be my vote. I know he missed 11 games, but in a, a world where COVID was basically affecting everybody, uh, missing 11 games is really only a couple of weeks of the season. And when I watched the Avalanche play, he's dynamic. He's a game breaker. So he would be uh, my vote, Kale McCarr. How about you, Tom? Who do you have? Yeah, so, you know, Sharpie and I had some passionate debate on this. But uh, to me, there's two, two different questions. One, for me, one is, if you ask me who's the, who is the best defenseman in the NHL this year, my answer would be Adam Fox. I think he was absolutely phenomenal. Um, he actually went quiet for the last five or six games of the season. But I think what he did for the Rangers, you know, on the defensive end, the offensive end, I don't think there was a defenseman in the league that had a bigger impact for their team than Adam Fox did. Now, having said that, who's going to win the award is a separate question. And for me, that answer is in agreement with Sharpie. It's Kale McCarr. And if you look, you know, he missed those games, as, as Sharpie said. Uh, if you look at his points per game, though, he would have, if he was healthy, he would have led the entire league in points. Um, you know, when people ask me about McCarr, I am not afraid to compare him to someone like Bobby Orr. Like he's that unique in the way he's changing the way that position is played the way he moves lateral agility I mean he can break guys ankles with you know he can stop on a dime and I love watching him play and I, I think he's been incredible for the Avalanche. all right let's take a look at the odds powered by points bet sportsbook and the odds for the con Smythe trophy entering the postseason so who is going to win the playoff MVP right now the front runner guys is uh, Nathan McKinnon, plus 800. Austin Matthews right behind him. Mark Stone, Marc-Andre Fleury. Can't rule those guys out either. But a number of names on this list. Do you guys agree with this list, with Nathan McKinnon being the front runner, Or do you have another suggestion, Dom? You look like you're about ready to chime in here. Well, I mean, if you're if you're picking the Conn Smythe, you have to basically pick the, the winner of the cup. 
And yes, for me, the, the missing names on that list are the Bruins. I, I, I think the Bruins are poised for a long run. So I would put Tuka Rask and Brad Marchand on that list. Um, and I would put some money down on that. Um, I think McKinnon's a solid pick given where the Avs finished in the regular season, but they're going to have a tough first round matchup against the wild. Um, and, but let's not forget McKinnon did light it up in the playoffs in just two rounds. I think he was fourth in the league in scoring, even though he only played half the playoffs uh, last year. So that's, that's impressive. But I think if you're picking teams, the Bruins are getting hot at the right time and they're poised for a deep run. And you look at goalies. That's a good point with Tuka Rask. He'd be my vote. Uh, I'd look at all the goaltenders of every team, and that's where I'd place my money because oftentimes the con Smythe gets uh, awarded to a guy that plays net. Uh, unless, of course, you're in Colorado and they decide to win four rounds, it'll go to McKinnon. So I agree with the odds, the way they're set up. It looks like a lot of people are believing in the Toronto Maple Leafs with Matthews and Mitch Marner high up there, Sidney Crosby getting some respect. Um, Vasilevsky and Fleury are the highest goaltenders on the list, the one I'm looking at. And tough to argue with that, although I do feel like Vegas, we're going to see a little bit of Robin Leonard at some point. Uh, so that may hurt Flower, but I would look at a goaltender. I'd pick a team that's going to win, and I would uh, pick the goaltender for the consmite if I wanted to make some big money here from points bet. <laughs> All right. I love it. Well, guys, great conversation. I always look forward to award season, but most importantly, the playoffs as well. And that's where we're at. So the next two months are going to be fun as we wait and see who wins the Stanley Cup. Dominic Moore, Patrick Sharp, I'm Catherine Tappan. Thanks for joining us here for this episode of Our Line Starts. Fueled by Duncan, and we'll see you next time. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.